Technology has revolutionized the world we live in. With rapid development and artificial intelligence, we've created a reliance on automation, but also a fear of the unknown. A certain unease has grown to wonder how far it can all go. Will technology misuse our information, make our jobs obsolete, or even surpass us? With the human race bound to the frightening power of machines, will there come a time where we will all have to submit to technology terror? Welcome to 13 Degrees of Screams, where we watch and dissect your favorite spooky movies. I'm your host, Alex. And Stephanie. And this is a mostly horror podcast. Each season, we'll rank 13 movies on a scariness scale from, you guessed it, 1 to 13. We will uncover the real-life myths and legends that inspire these movies and tell you just how authentic they are. This week, we play some video games in Stay Alive. So, Stephanie... Ah, ah, ah. Uh, oh, stay, stay, alive, stay, stay alive. alive. I totally, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright. We're just uh, going to sing a song every every yeah, episode. Just, we got to think of a new song. Yeah, I think so. But anyways, I was going to ask you, have you seen Stay Alive before we watched it for the podcast? Definitely not. Definitely not. No, didn't even know anything about it. Frankie Munez is in this movie. I was like, was he still in Malcolm in the Middle in this? Like, I was really surprised when I saw him. Good question. <laughs> I have actually never watched Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I watched bits and pieces when I was, I don't know, a child, I guess. Oh, okay. I'm a big fat liar fan. I love that so, one. That was a good so one. So that's my Frankie Munez <laughs> experience. But yeah, Frankie Muniz is in this. Did you enjoy Stay Alive? I like the cast a lot better. Um, than? Than Pulse. Paul, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, please tell me you like this at least better than Pulse. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, oh no. <laughs> the, the, well, the video game stuff was all kind of hokey, but oh, I think sure. it's just because it didn't age well. This movie is so corny but it is a guilty pleasure of mine yeah no i, I get it if you can kind of look past it and just pretend you're in 2006 or wherever it yeah. came out being a gamer myself um, <laughs> i appreciate appreciate it we'll go into it in the background but this was in 2006 so i know the graphics of the video game are a don't make sense the controls and yeah. how you play said game doesn't right. make a whole lot of sense but for 2006, if you think about it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it was very with it for the time. <laughs> very with it. I think in the game store, there was, it was around, two, or it was PS2 yes. era-ish. Yeah, I have that in my notes. Oh, okay. Well, I will not jump ahead. Do you want to hear? No. <laughs> I'm going to talk about the ranking now. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Don't forget about the ranking. <laughs> so we had this ranked as a six. So... Almost smack dab in the middle. Yeah. So I think the middle ones I know we discuss off air is always kind of hard or harder to rank. Yeah. I think the so the video game stuff is hokey, like we said, but the kills are a little bit better in my opinion than Pulse. So I think I feel okay keeping it above Pulse. Yeah, I can see that. I think so. And plus, I feel like I should get extra points because it's based off a real person. Yeah, which we will get to yeah. in, in this episode. Are you ready to hear some movie background? Yeah. 
So Stay Alive is a 2006 American horror film directed by William Brent Bell. The movie follows a group of teenagers as they play an online horror game and soon realize that the game is much more than a simple game. Stay Alive received negative critical reviews. Metacritic reported the film had an average score of 24 out of 100 based on 17 reviews. And Rotten Tomatoes holds the film with 10% rating based on 59 reviews, which is less than Pulse. Oh, shit. Pulse had 11. So wrong, wrong, wrong. wrong. <laughs> I, I'm not having it. No. <sighs> Rude. I don't know. Maybe you need to combat those critics now about this movie that happened in 2006. <laughs> Y'all. Stay Alive is a fun time, okay? <laughs> it, it It's at least fun. I feel like Pulse was not fun. This was at least a little fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's fun. <laughs> you were like, you're going through the your <laughs> experience with the movie. It's like, did I have any enjoyment? No, I definitely found this much more watchable than, than Pulse. Like, oh, Pulse sure. was kind of like... Oh, I gotta finish Pulse. Stay Alive was like, oh, gotta see how they beat the video game. Right. At least, at least there's a fun backdrop of a video game. Yeah. So the consensus states, a by the numbers teen horror flick, Stay Alive fails to exploit its premise for any real scares. Which, you know, it's not terribly scary, but concept of dying in a video game. Yeah. I think the unexpected of it is too. Yeah. Honestly, you can just not play it and you'll be safe, though. Well, not really, because there's an instance. Well, we'll talk about it in the plot. I was like, that's not fair. That's cheating. <laughs> oh, true, true. So I guess if you don't start it, maybe. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, if you don't oh, read you the don't... prayer and everything. Fair enough. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, this is, yeah, this was avoidable <laughs> for the most part. But you know what? How many things in life are avoidable? Like, if what's-his-face Josh didn't hack into whatever. No, oh, true. Anyways, I could nitpick all day. (laughs) Writing for Newsday, John Anderson commented, Stay Alive spends a lot of time inside the video game system, and what will terrify the audience very early on is the realization that there's better acting in the video game than on the big screen. Aw, that's not nice. I thought it was a funny quote. I, You know, the acting overall is okay. Some of the characters... not October. A, not her. The other one. Abigail. <laughs> she's she's a very like I'm not like other girls. Like, yeah. I'm so quirky. I liked October a lot better, and oh, it's a very cool name for a girl. But yeah, way. it's one of those things. Like October is a cool name, but also like a little like they try to be different just because almost. Yeah. But I do like it in a sense. I I mean I like I don't know. And plus, when I saw her, I was like, "Is this Rachel McAdams?" And I'm like, "No." No, I can see it though. Now yeah, that you like say in, it. in a bad wig, but <laughs> you know what's weird? I guess I realized both of them. I feel like they had raspy voices or were very quiet. Like I had a hard time understanding both of them. Oh, really? Like October had a raspy voice ish, and then Abigail just talked like this all time. Yeah. I'm like, girl. I at least felt like October had like a more fleshed out personality even oh. though it was kind of like stereotypical i guess oh, for that for kind sure. of character I, but i liked october but right. i was just purely on her voice i was like i i'm having a hard time understanding you yeah. i don't know if that's a me thing but you know i was just like just enunciate a little bit better yeah. although i can't talk because i also sometimes like fall off like that <laughs> right so in any case i really enjoy stay alive i think it's a good time to at least try it guilty pleasure Fair enough. No, I had a fun time. It was, wasn't was too scary and easy enough to follow along. Oh, yeah. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Are you ready to get into the plot? I am. 
So we open on a man named Loomis Crowley being killed off in a video game he's beta testing called Stay Alive. And unusually freaked out by the content, he calls his friend Hutch to see if he'll come over, but he can't make it. The next day, it's announced that Loomis and his two roommates were murdered in the exact same way they died in the video game. Dun, dun, dun. dun. We know the premise of this movie off the bat. Right. No questions asked. No. In this opening, though, they used this girl screaming sound effect about 500 times. <laughs> and it's so grating. Yes. I'm like, please stop. Every little jump cut is a jump scare because of the scream. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice that? Honestly, I think I cut it out compared to the other movie we're going to review. Oh, okay. The one had really bad sound effects that was, like, really grating on oh, me. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but in the, in the intro of this movie, I think it, legitimately at least five times there's this woman screaming, and it's just purely meant to be a stupid jump scare. I'm like, please stop. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I don't know. I just remember a lot of, like, the video game character sounds of them, like, moving, like, the sounds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they show the game at this point. And it's, it's like, some moments it's, like, a first-person type situation. And other times it's, it's like, third top-down isometric, but then third-person. And it, the game makes no damn sense, at no. least how you play it. But visually again for 2006 ps2 era it looks you know it doesn't it's look decent yeah. it doesn't look like a video game but the graphics if i knew nothing about video games i guess i wouldn't be i wouldn't question it i i don't think okay be like okay i could see that because again you know they didn't have to be top notch right for it to kind of pull off what it was going that's for that's true in my opinion um, and it wasn't like an officially released game no yet, it's not so a, yeah, yeah yeah beta testing so mm -hmm. that's a good point so they don't need to have everything polished yet so. right so we now focus on hutch at loomis's funeral where he meets abigail a friend of loomis's roommate and he receives some of his stuff including this stay alive game so to pay tribute he decides to play the game as a group with abigail his friend october which in my in my research, I found that she was his girlfriend, and I'm like, he's cheating on her with Abigail then the whole time. <laughs> Is she? <laughs> I, I didn't feel that way when I was watching it. Yeah. I thought maybe she was just kind of flirty with him, but not like, uh, we're together. Uh, yeah, I always assumed they were just like close friends. Right. Were they dating? Uh, because it, there's instances where they are like touchy feely, but you know, some people are just like that. Yeah, like I know I, people. I don't who know. Are like I just that. didn't get that vibe that they were actually together. Yeah. What? Who said this? Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. Wrong. Yeah. I, tried, I feel like I that. Trained, I changed it to friend because I was like, I don't feel like we were ever like. No. Not for sure. <laughs> not once do they use the term boyfriend girlfriend. So I. They don't even kiss. <laughs> in my brain, they're just really close friends. Right. Yeah, no, I, I feel like that's wrong. Well, okay. anyone could have put that on there. So That's true. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna go forward assuming they're just friends. Yes. So, again, I said they paid tribute to by playing the game as a group with Abigail, friend October. Her friend brother, October. <laughs> she's in friend zone. Yes. Her brother, Phineas, and a younger guy named Swink and his boss, Miller, online at work. However, before they can play, they must all recite Elizabeth's prayer, a request for all who resist to perish, so that their blood can keep the Countess Elizabeth Bathory young. Wow. And it's so funny. They have to, like, recite actually it out say loud. It, and I'm like, ooh, voice-activated technology so futuristic. I <laughs> <laughs> like the GameCube had that. Oh, did it? Yeah. It had a microphone. Like, I remember playing Mario Party, and they had 
microphone related games where you had to say stuff or oh okay. I'm like, this is not new. And they were like so shocked. That. Yeah, they're like, oh, what? <laughs> it's what? listening. I'm like, no, girl, that was already a thing. <laughs> I Move didn't on. know if it was. So I yeah, thought maybe no, they were was. like, oh yeah, it's new. <laughs> Nintendo already was doing that. Oh so. shit. All right. <laughs> I mean, there was a microphone that you had to attach, so it wasn't like you just said it and it into knew. the ether, yeah. Right. So in that instance, it's a, it's different, but it's not anything crazy. Okay. So the game is set in an abandoned mansion on the Garouge Plantation. I believe that's how you say it. Garouge? Yeah, something like that. It looks right. Yeah, and the players must fight through a cemetery of evil ghost children heading toward a mausoleum and tower. Occasionally, they are awarded a rose to use against ghost. In October, familiar with occult literature points out that the undead can't cross over wild roses. Okay. I've never heard that. Is that a thing? Mm, I haven't. Okay. But honestly, I, I don't read a lot of occult literature. Yeah. Well, it makes me question that only because we'll talk about it, but Elizabeth Bathory was a real person. So right. I'm like, oh. So I wonder how much of it is based in reality. Yeah. I don't know. I've never... I've never stumbled across that before, so who knows? It could have been I guess just... we all need to get some wild roses in our I know. Put some roses up. Yeah. It'll keep Get the some ghost of those climbing, climbing vines or something. Yeah. <laughs> Miller gets separated from the group entering the mausoleum and uses the last of his roses fending off some undead children. Afterwards, a woman in red, the Countess, attacks and kills his character with scissors. <laughs> Giant scissors. Yes. Not just any old scissors. <laughs> well, I don't know. They were weird, like, golden scissors. I don't know. They're like shears. Oh, like yeah. Like gardening shears, I oh, feel. Oh, Okay. I guess that makes sense. But I think sense. they call them scissors in the movie, don't they? I think so. Yeah. In any case, they're they they look like big scissors. I saw in Wikipedia that they called them like dual sided scissors, and I'm like, those are scissors. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like that pair of scissors yes. where it's really just like one scissor. You can like, just say <laughs> you can just say scissors. Yeah, can I have a scissor? <laughs> Just one. one. Just one single, you know, like, because it's not really, uh, anyways, we're not going to talk about the semantics of a pair of scissors, but you know what we're saying. Right. Minutes later, while trying to go home, she appears in real life and kills him in the exact same way as the game. (gasps) I didn't see that coming. No, not at all. (laughs) Two detectives, Thibodeau and King, question Hutch on the homicides, and he realizes the connection between the murders and the Stay Alive game. Meanwhile, October researches the Red Woman from the game, learning that Elizabeth Bathory was a countess that would drain young women of blood, bathing in it to maintain her youth with a weakness for mirrors because she could not stand to see herself grow old. Girl, same. Right? I cannot bear this. (laughs) Don't look at me. I hate it. I'm too old. Despite that information, Phineas plays on by himself, and even though he quits before he's killed off, a horse-drawn carriage runs him down in the street. I don't know why he's out there by himself, honestly, uh, uh, and kills him. This character, you know, I was like, good riddance. Yeah. He was so frustratingly annoying. He's just a little tool. He thinks he's fu- He's like a little person that you hang out with who thinks they're funny, but they're just really annoying. Yeah. Because they just do the opposite of what you say because they think it's... You know, they know better, whatever. Just to be an ass, like, yeah. stop. So he had it coming. Yeah, no one really cries about it. No, <laughs> even like, oh, even no. the sisters, like, ugh, I mean, my brother. No, she was upset, but she was like, <sighs> my brother. Yeah, October is his sister, right? Yeah. Yes, and I, I think she go. was sad for about like a full two minutes. I know she she had the realization of who she was crying over. She's like, you know what? Never mind. This is probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, seriously. 
The others agree to stop playing, but Detective King ignores Swink's warning and begins to play only to be killed off immediately and then suffer the consequences a scene later in real life. Oh, yeah. Didn't he stop? This is the guy he stopped at the game store asking questions about Stay Alive, wasn't it? And then he died in the car. They didn't show it. Is that him? Yes. So, like, when they are pulling up, the detective's pulling up and checking out the crime scene for Phineas, he sees Swink with the computer uploaded with the game and just logs on and starts playing and but gets killed off like in the first minute right and then he goes to follow up on it in the game store i think and then he's killed in his car right after okay yeah so he goes to follow up on the game in the videos game store i don't really remember this conversation to be honest it's kind of it was like a one-off scene yeah we don't know either of these characters very well so it's like whatever (laughs) and (laughs) gets killed like in the car immediately after Mm -hmm. so after searching loomis's house abigail and hutch learn that the game developer's location is the actual garouge plantation that's so random yeah like and we still that's kind of like one of the unanswered questions of the movie like yeah we know the ghost behind it but who made the game this woman from the 1600s did not make a video game well you sure about that i (laughs) I guess not. Uh, yeah, it's it's. Do you think the developers went to the plantation and then decided, oh, let's just make a game based off of the real life person here, or they decided they wanted to make a game on this real life person and then went there, yeah. or there were no developers, period, and it was just a ghost the whole time? Because when we go there, there's no trace of any sort of computer, right? No, no. it's just them trying to find her. Yeah. And that's a lot of the issues that I find with these technology movies so far is like we don't really, aside from Smart House, uh, ironically. But, Spoilers. Sorry, but wow. like none of them actually really involve interacting with the actual creator of the problem. Or, well, the, the, our next movie does. Oh, I guess so. But it makes no sense. But yeah, they, they it say just doesn't really, happened. the connections aren't clear yeah. is what I'm saying. Oh, no, no. It's like. If you're going to be a ghost, like, what would possess you to, like, video game, that's the route. Yeah. Like, it's 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 a super silly concept, right. honestly. So there's, I feel like they probably didn't even put that much thought into it. They're just like, eh. Yeah. I, I'm assuming game. someone created the game and she found, like, a loophole to get into it somehow. Yeah. Because it's about her. I don't know, though. Really no answers. You could uh, figure it out. Or if they, let's put it this way, if they did answer that, it went over my head. Right. Despite liking this movie, I've only seen it a handful of times, so we could have missed it, but I don't think I don't think so. Nah. If they do, it's very minor. Oh, yeah, for and sure. And you'd think that they'd want to stop that person just as much, but whatever. Nope. So, meanwhile, October has continued her research on Bathory, finding out that she was locked in a tower of the estate for her crimes, and vowed revenge, which the game allows her to do because Elizabeth's prayer resurrects her. Additionally, you must drive three nails into her body to trap her soul. Okay. Hey, very specific, but it makes destroying her pretty easy. Like, there's no guesswork. Right. Like, this is what you got to do. Yeah. I'm like, all right, you know what? Honestly, I could appreciate it. People have been here before. They're like, I'll tell you exactly how you get rid of this bitch. Like, <laughs> Put those nails in her. Soon after, October sees the Countess and tries to kill her, but can't because she's only a ghost in this form. And the Countess slits her throat. Yeah, I forgot she died. 
in this movie. I yeah. thought she lasted, but no. no. Yeah, there, she was in like some kind of construction. Like there's a building being constructed, and then she shows up. Yeah, it's when it's while they're at like Loomis's house. Like she walks down the street to smoke or something like yeah. that, and goes into somebody's random constructed house. If I was in this situation, I would not leave anybody's sight. I'm like, wherever we go, we go together. Right. Because you just got yourself killed, and they show Elizabeth, and she's like, kind of looks like a video gamey. Mm-hmm. Like. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't look great, but yeah, no, you can't really do nothing to her right now. Yeah. So the countess slits her throat, and the three survivors realize that once the game has begun, it can play by itself. This was the bullshit part. Right. That's not fair. Yeah, your next sentence. <laughs> so Swink agrees to play the game in the van to distract Mathery. While Hutch and Abigail search Garouge Plantation for her body, the Countess begins to cheat and comes for Swink in the horse-drawn carriage, even though his character is alive. Yeah, so, the, the doors to that the van shut, and the game's playing itself. Yeah, like that's bullshit. Right. Like if no, you can't do that. Like this is your one bit. You gotta. You gotta, gotta play stick by to the it. Rules. Like, right. So yeah, like the ghost literally somehow shuts him out of the van. So. Like, the computer's playing by itself, the game. And so then he's chased down by the horse and carriage, and he falls into a bush of wild roses. And I thought, you know, I guess he's dead. <laughs> but we'll see. Well, uh, we'll have to see if he really died or not. Yeah. Hutch and Abigail return to the van to find his character dead. So they take the laptop and some wild roses, which they drop to deter undead children as they move toward the tower. They become separated, and Hutch performs the ritual on Bathory's body alone. Bathory's phantom attacks Abigail. At the top of the tower, Hutch finds the preserved body of Elizabeth Bathory and hammers three nails into it, after which the spirit disappears. Bathory's body reanimates, recalling that the Countess hates mirrors. Hutch uses the reflective laptop to repel her before setting the room ablaze. Yeah, they're like, just kidding. Which I don't get, like... These two movies were like, you know, you have a set thing to get rid of these ghosts or whatever. And then once you happen, psych doesn't really matter. <laughs> I know. It's I hate that. It's like just just stick to the plan or like the rules and follow it through. Because right. then it like it breaks your trust in the movie. Yeah, I feel. it like, doesn't it's like, make any sense. Or at least it, like it has to have some sort of loophole that you know about. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense when they come back at the no, end. No, there's no payoff. It's like, ugh. Right. Because then at least if they allude to a loophole, then you're like, you could see it coming kind yeah. of a thing, which... Makes it more fun for the audience. Right, because then you, you almost anticipate it happening. And then when just... Because you drive the nails and you're like, yay, we win. But then it's like, just kidding. And then it's like, okay, so all that was bullshit. Right. So that is very annoying. I hate when movies do that. Yes. So Abigail and Swink, alive due to the rosebush, burst in to save Hutch and leave the tower as Bathory's body burns. Bye, Beach. Yes. Meanwhile, in a video game store, copies of Stay Alive are being sold, and an employee puts a copy into the PlayStation 2 there. We then close out as a new group reads Elizabeth's prayer and cut to Bathory staring out her tower window. So even though her body is, like, completely, like, set ablaze and gone, she's still there. Yeah. I guess because of the prayer. Uh, be I. So they don't make it clear that the reason she's able to do this is because her body's still preserved. You know what I'm saying? I guess they. So I guess it did, like killing her body didn't really actually do anything. Yeah. 
Because that's what it makes it seem, right? Again, same with the nails. It's like, actually, none of that really mattered. So then technically she could just come back for them. Right. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. I think maybe they thought that destroying the body was how you end it, but didn't. Or that maybe matter. it did for them, but then the cycle started again as soon as somebody read the prayer. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Ghosts make no sense. They don't. They do what they want. No. So, in any case, so... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> do you want to hear about the real Countess Elizabeth? Bathory? I do. This is actually really exciting that we have an instance where this is, like, based on a real person. Yes. I love that we're getting a little true crime podcast. I, I know. It's so <laughs> weird to me that out of all the potential real-life people this movie could have made as their villain for a video game, it was, like, this Victorian woman. woman. Yeah. Like, which it was really cool. Like I honestly if they actually made a game about that, I'd play it, but it's just it's still very niche though. Like I feel like like she's not like a commonplace person. No, but I apparently no, I had no idea she was a real person until yeah. I kind of like dived into it, like before right. dove into it. So Countess Elizabeth Bathory D Exit? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not good with names. We all know this. <laughs> She's Hungarian. So. <laughs> yeah, that's all, that's all that matters. Oh, okay. Yeah. She lived from the years like August of 1560 to 1614, was a Hungarian noblewoman, and was an alleged serial killer from the family of Bathory who owned land in the kingdom of Hungary, now Slovakia. She was a key influence for the novel Dracula and holds the Guinness World Record for being the most prolific female murderer. No idea, because, you know, when you talk about Dracula, you always hear, like, Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. I never once heard Elizabeth Bathory being cited as an inspiration, but it makes almost more sense than Vlad the Impaler with the shit she did. Yes, yes, I would say so. And honestly... I wish that we would have seen more female vampires in our in our last season. Right. Based like off of two. that description. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it was like, I think it was two. Yeah. Abby and. Who else? The girl who didn't even have a name. Oh, yeah, yeah. The girl. Yeah. Uh, but in any case, I thought that was really interesting. Like, you always hear Dracula. Right. The parallel to Vlad, but never Elizabeth. I think, funny enough, this is like a random story, but I went to like. It's kind of like a murder mystery seance thing. And one of the characters that one of the actors played was Elizabeth Bathory. But I only remembered because of the bathing in blood thing. So I didn't realize at the time who that was in the connection. Gotcha. So on to her life story. She was born in 1560 in the Kingdom of Hungary and uh, what's now modern day Slovakia. She was born into one of the wealthiest and most powerful families in Eastern Europe and grew up in a castle called... Well, it was a castle. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's spelled C-S-E-J-T-E. Yeah. Uh, so we're not even going to bother trying to pronounce that. I'm sorry. Yeah, do with that what you will. Where she lived a life of luxury and privilege. She was related to kings and nobles of the Holy Roman Empire, and her family had a long history of political power and military achievements. So she was just privileged. Yes. White privilege. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Probably. I mean, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Due to her parents being of close relation, because her father's side of the family was obviously also related to royalty, it is thought that they may have been the source of several health problems for Elizabeth during childhood. One of note were severe epileptic seizures that came along with a variety of strange cures that inspired her insidious vampire legend. 
Unfortunately, there is no hard evidence when it comes to her childhood, but speculations assume this is the time frame where the origins of her evil began. Seizures breed evil. So if you have seizures, don't be evil. Yeah, watch out. You're susceptible. (laughs) One theory suggests that to treat the seizures, they would rub blood of a non-sufferer on her lips or using a piece of their skull. So they just kill people for her. Some archaic medicine (laughs) that they thought worked. Well, everything in the 1600s was just like whatever you could think of off the top of your head. But usually it had something to do with blood. Like they're like, (laughs) let me put a leech on you. It'll be fun. Right. You don't have that thing. Let me use your blood. Right. (laughs) Let me just seep in it for days. Right. Another thought that her family encouraged her behavior and exposed her to witchcraft and satanic worship. <laughs> I love I love that. Or another option is they were just witches. <laughs> right. Like medicine or demonic witches. Right. Either or. At the age of 15, she was married to Ferenc. 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 Ferenc Nadesti, a nobleman who was also related to the royal family. They had five children together, but their marriage was distant and unhappy. Her husband was often away at war, leaving Elizabeth alone to run their estate. According to legend, it was during this time that Elizabeth began to engage in her gruesome activities. She, she was just bored, honestly. Yeah. She was like, what can Girl I get more shit to do. <laughs> Take care of your children, maybe. Right. I don't know. <laughs> the allegations against Elizabeth Bathory are horrifying. It is said that she would lure young girls to her castle, usually from the ages to 10 to 14. Often peasants from nearby villages with the promise of employment or other opportunities. She would torture and kill them, often for no apparent reason. The methods of torture were said to be unimaginable, such as burning the victims with hot irons, biting their flesh, and even bathing in their blood to retain her youth and beauty. God, you know what? She couldn't even be a feminist icon because she was killing girls. Right. Like, at least do the men. Like, kill some boys, yeah. They probably deserve it. Right. (laughs) But no, these poor peasant girls. Nah. Like... That's, like, again, the, out of all the people you could kill, like, the most, what's the word I'm looking for? Most uh, susceptible. Oh, yeah. The most vulnerable. Vulnerable. Thank yes. you. <laughs> like. It had to be kids, too. Like, not not just adults. Was again, another, ch- another check on your shitty scale. Mm-hmm. The rumors of her crime circulated for years, but it was not until the early 1600s when an investigation was launched. It is said that a Lutheran minister reported the crimes to authorities after hearing rumors from a servant about the atrocities happening at the castle. In December of 1610, Elizabeth Bathory was arrested along with four of her accomplices. Her children? <laughs> uh, probably. They were all like five, six, seven years old. <laughs> Mommy! Uh, Here's someone to kill. I don't know of it. I don't remember the names. I'm so bad at names. But I know of another more recent case where. A woman was using her children to torture foster children she was letting into her home. So they were all, like, accountable. Yeah. So they were put on trial, and the evidence against Elizabeth was overwhelming. According to witnesses, they saw bodies of young girls in the castle, and some were kept in cages. Others had been mutilated, burned, or beaten. Yeah. Not great. (laughs) No. Not great, Bob. (laughs) Not great. The trial was conducted in secrecy, and it was said that Elizabeth was initially kept in her castle during the proceedings. The verdict was that Elizabeth was guilty of killing 80 to anywhere from 650. That is... <laughs> that's such a wide range. Yeah. That, that's a big difference. Yeah. 80 to 600-something. They just threw out a number. They're like, we literally have no idea, because 
honestly, probably a lot of girls died of like maybe diseases or something. And she's yeah. like, let's just lump it in with her. Like, let's just right. Let's just make her the scapegoat on this. <laughs> Anyone which, that died in like a hundred yard radius of her, they're like counts. Put it on the tally. <laughs> and the trial led to her being sentenced to life in prison. All were convicted, but only Bathory escaped execution and said she was confined to a room of the castle that only had slits for air and food. She survived for three years, but was found dead in August 1614. Bye. But I hate that her accomplices were like, yeah, we were not going to fuck with you. You guys die. Yeah. (laughs) But she gets to live out her life. Here's the thing to me. If I, my options were the rest of my life confined or dying, like just... That's not a life to me. I guess. Like, I, I don't know. Other stories that I found said that she was just confined to her castle. So it doesn't mean like she was just confined to a room. Oh, okay. That's, that's So she was fair. just living out her life as a homebody. <laughs> I mean, easy for me to say because I'm not in that situation. So <laughs> maybe you would. But like, I just, I don't know if you're life in prison. I guess. Like, that kind of sucks. I mean, yeah, it's different from being like in solitary confinement compared to being, like, on house arrest for the right. rest of your life. And especially back then, I could only imagine how bad things were. Yeah, that's true. Who knows? But in any case, yeah, she got, basically got off, really, if right. you think about it. They're like, yeah, just don't have any more kids sent out there. <laughs> yeah, just, just stay away in your tower. Don't leave. Right. Over time, the legend of Elizabeth Bathory had become intertwined with stories of vampirism and blood rituals. However, there is little evidence to support these claims, and it is believed that they were exaggerated or invented long after her death. Some even believe that she was a victim targeted for her land or by the Lutheran Church because of her Calvinist faith. Although it's hard to argue the numerous dead girls found in her castle. (laughs) I love that little. Elizabeth, there's literal children (laughs) hanging from your ceiling. There are bones and bodies on the floor. Right. Explain. (laughs) Explain yourself, Elizabeth. And and she's just like, you don't like my religion. (laughs) You bitch. How dare you? Uh, as per usual, the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle that Elizabeth was a sadistic aristocrat who believed aristic aristocrat. <laughs> was a sadistic aristocrat who believed her privilege and wealth gave her free reign over her victims without consequence, which was partially true as she got to live out her days on house arrest while her accomplices were sentenced to death. Mm. See, even back then goes to show money. Money gets you what you want. Gets you what you want. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. But that's really all I got on her, but yeah, I I was delighted to find that it was based on a real person. I know, that's really cool. I I know like this part we really didn't talk about technology per se, but I am curious, how did you like technology in terms of a video game? I mean, I thought it was a fair assumption to add it to this technology season. Yeah. Honestly, Obviously, we could have done, like, a more obvious topic, like uh, like Grand Theft Auto causing violence in <laughs> yeah. children and stuff like that. But I feel like that's been kind of played out. Mm-hmm. And um, and maybe, who knows, <laughs> maybe we'll cover it in a different episode. But I thought this was, like, a really interesting person to to explain, like, the inspiration behind it rather than the video game aspect. Because yeah. a lot of our movies are kind of... One size fits all you think so? <laughs> with, with the technology thing. Yeah, technology oh. is trusted and and then just takes advantage. Basically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was like, it's like, here's a fun little game. Like, no problem. Yeah. So it's, it's a different aspect of technology. I think when I we initially came up with the idea of technology, it was like, 
websites and like AI and that kind of thing where it's like, you know, it could be broader to like oh, yeah. a video game. I mean, that's 100% technology. Right. So I thought it was a cool concept. And again, I think I'm glad they did something real for the game. And especially, I feel like fairly outside of the box of doing a old legend, you know, and a really well-known person despite not knowing about it. I, we didn't even cover her during the vampire season. Right. Yeah. I didn't even come up in conversation. No, definitely not. I didn't, I don't remember her name anywhere. But yeah, and plus out of like all of the f- notorious serial killers they could have chosen, like they could have done like a Jack the Ripper themed or something, you know, mm-hmm. could have been, could have been anybody. So it was interesting that they chose her and... I don't know. I like it. Points for originality. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Out of all the topics you could have done a video game on, I think this was a a pretty cool one. Yes. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show and listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, giving us a five-star rating is super helpful, and we will always appreciate it. You can follow us on social media at 13 Degrees of Screams. This has been 13 Degrees of Screams, and we will see you next week. Video killed the radio star. Video games. Video games. Oh, yes. <laughs> Technically. Same thing. <laughs> well, yeah. I'll give it to you. Beep, boop, boop. <laughs> Bye. Bye.